Hello, everybody here. My name is Ben Yugo. I am the president of the Zoe Wild 3 organization. Please watch the Black Tech Building Program every Tuesday and or Fridays to see and find out the latest tech news in blacks and technology and or the movies and shakers in the community. Thank you. Of America that Norman couldn't master. But crack Rockwell suited for the caption. Whole hood hostage to that white in the glass. But because the prison's black, it wasn't labeled a disaster. Too hard not to internalize. So I keep burning in this personal hell to the inferno dies. Government feeding us bullshit instead of truth. Giving birth to a dishonestation we call it fertilized. We had a house kept getting robbed. Remember the night daddy brought the pistol out to end the men involved. And five old came to graces with their presence two hours after mom used to send the call. And who was I? Younger Sada from the Zulu tribe. Trying to free love from hate like the bluest side. Too many friends long lost to this useless cycle. Oh, I guess it's a revolution that the suicide. Huey saved me. Paul had a hand me made. Proud of humble beginners, but hungry for domination. I'm in the domination. The ex that can't solve. Smoking revolver. Ghost of a mama. Rolling through up a marble. And all of us are struggling is to get by. And the reflection is eternal. Tyler gave us was to live by. But all we want to do is get high. Kept on one hitter up that indica hitting up up my mid-thigh. Build up with the guys about the 120. Hit the rosters up with the change from my lunch money. Cop a final call from the NOI. Try to figure out how to stay up with the Lizzie. Seems to love our company. But we made it through the hurricane. That's why I'm quick to speak the truth. But I'm careful not to hurry frame. Cause even though I came a long way, I owe less to the struggles where I am than to the tragedy from where I came. Hey, 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 all right. Go on three. All right, guys. It's Ben Yuko here right now. It is the Zoe Podcast Media here on this great Friday, April 16, 2021. Um, I had a little interruption. We are going to get this thing on the right in about in a few in about seconds. I really want to talk about some things. I think there's... A lot of things have been trying to start opening up as see if every anything is going to open up and, and just see if I can get some um some some announcements here to try to see what they got going on right now. Uh, I'm gonna probably be in the okay. If you are part, hey, please support Blacks in Technology in Minneapolis. They um they have a um, they have a meeting on Monday so. It'll be on it'll be on Monday, so if you just if you go on here try to try to check them out, know what's going on, so they have a little meeting. So I probably I'm gonna be in the meeting. I'll be that means so know what's really going on in blacks and technology. I I haven't got any other bulletins so far of any other tech event. Here, so let me just look at my because I'm just uh, so so that's uh, so that's let's get that thing straight. So let's just so let me just look at. 
what's got going on here, Kevin. Um, I got. Let's see. So let's see what they got going on here. I think I just. So they got. So only one I got so far. The the tech. So about today, they just had a the career fair today. So that's pretty much all. I think that's much all that I think they had so far. So I'm trying to see some of the important stuff that come come. Let's start. Let's start looking at these, some of these couple of stories I just picked up here today. This just came out this week, so we're gonna. So we're gonna listen to this interview with Malcolm, but he's a bootlicking cone. No, he wants to do tech uh, investors, but you know he he. We're gonna see what he brings to the table. Okay, so. So I want everyone to listen to this. I hope I can get this thing. Try to get this interview loaded up here. Are your windows drafty, broken? So let's. Uh, I'm gonna gotta wait for the uh, You know the ads to run down here a little bit. So that's um, what else has been happening. So. Uh, Alright. So that's why. So. So that's what it is. So here we, here, here we go. The global racial justice movement is shedding light on the massive gender, racial, and ethnic inequalities in the business world. In particular, data shows the vast majority of venture capital money is in the hands of white men. According to a 2018 study by Richard Kirby of Equal Ventures, 70% of partners in venture capital firms identify as white. 26% are Asian, 3% are black, and just 1% are Latino. Those figures get even more stark when taking into account the share of money controlled by these VC firms. Nearly 93% is operated by firms owned by white men. That leaves just over 7% of an estimated $70 trillion in the hands of women and minority-owned firms. Malcolm Jenkins is hoping to change those numbers. He's a co-founder of Broad Street Ventures. He's also a two-time Super Bowl champion and safety for the New Orleans Saints, as well as vice president of the NFL Players Association. And he joins me now from Philadelphia. Malcolm, welcome. Great to have you with us. What are the goals of your organization, and how do you plan to fix these dramatic inequalities in venture capital? Well, yeah, I think the, the first plan that we have with uh, Broad Street Ventures, which is our venture capital fund, um, is to target, you know, black and brown athletes and entertainers to use group economics. When we start to look at, um, you know, how we earn our money as athletes and entertainers, a lot of the time we're focused only on uh, labor, right, and what we can what we can make off our talents, um, and, and then that's it, and we're trying to make that stretch. But when you look at everybody else, 
um, who's really making money, they're doing it through passive income. It's not about their labor. It's about their investment. And the one thing that we have uh, is social capital, right? The, the ability for brands to want to align with us. And traditionally, that's been in an endorsement type of relationship. But I think you see uh, a wave of athletes who are more uh, interested in the equity play. And so for us, we understand mm -hmm. that we have more power and more leverage when we do that together. So creating Broad Ventures was first uh, to collectively use uh, our social capital to get into some of these quality deals uh, alongside of the other top 20 VCs that are making all of the returns. Uh, the second part of it was to be very intentional in setting up spaces for uh, African-Americans and people of color to get into some of these deals. Uh, and, and, and one of the reasons that, that you know, we formed this fund is because, and, and I think we're the first ones to do it, that is completely uh, funded by black and brown athletes and is completely managed uh, by black and brown uh, folks. And so for us, Alana Johnson is our general partner along with Eric Campbell. She's one of the very few black women uh, who's in charge of a fund in this space. And so we're very, very intentional about uh, who we put in what position and how we get into deals, knowing uh, that there are very few people that look like us. But once we get ourselves in this door, hopefully uh, we prop it open for others to follow suit. How do you get athletes whose head, their, their head is in the game, right? They're not thinking about the future. They're not really thinking about their financial future. Uh, how do you get athletes at that point to start thinking that far ahead? Well, that's one of the things that I had to come to terms with is to really, you know, think about in my career, when I'm done playing, what, what is it that I want for my family? Uh, you realize that you don't have enough time to put, you know, eyes on all of your finances. So what we want to do is create a, a vehicle in which athletes have access to, one, get educated on what venture capital is, how do you invest, what do you invest in, what strategies we use. Um, and we do that with you know, quarterly uh, seminars where, you know, it's completely free. They come in and just get education on how to move in this space. Um, but secondly, you know, being more involved, we want them to be able to have a vehicle to do due diligence. A lot of the times athletes get deals and we're told to invest, 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 and all we get is a good idea or a PowerPoint. We have no infrastructure to, you know, submit deals and to get feedback on them and a due diligence of if, if this is a good investment or not. And so we see that as a resource. Um, and so, you know, so that guys can do what they do on the field and not necessarily worry about everything, but we do want them to be more active in taking control of their own finances uh, and thinking about how to make money outside of what they do on the court or on the field. It's so great and so forward-looking. And, of course, we are talking to you during a time when police reform and racial justice is again at the forefront with the trial of Derek Chauvin ongoing and the shooting death of Dante Wright. So recently, you are a co-founder of the Players Coalition Advocacy Group. Broadly, what would reform and justice look like to you? Well, I think, you know, if we continue to talk about police reform, uh, I think we're selling ourselves short. You know, we continue to lose lives um, of people over, you know, incidents that, that no one should lose their lives over. Uh, and, and, and training and, and things like that always come up. But quite frankly, I think we're just doing policing wrong, right? We don't need officers with, police, with, with firearms to give people traffic tickets uh, and, or to respond to mental health issues or domestic issues or uh, drug issues because they're simply not trained or equipped for that. We need, when, as crime is rising in the country right now, we see you know, terrible violence in, in some of these poor black and brown communities. Those communities want to be, they want to feel protected as well. And right now, the, the, the way that we're doing policing has, has completely eroded the trust from the community to police. And we have to really 
reshape what it means to be policing and move away from this police state and move to a more targeted uh, uh, task force of people who are trained to deal with the various uh, issues that plague certain communities. And you are a top union member for the NFLPA. What have you heard from fellow players? Are they satisfied with how the NFL has responded to last year's increased focus on the Black Lives Matter movement? Or, you know, what more would they like to see from the league and Commissioner Roger Goodell this year? Yeah, I think you know, I'll speak on behalf of myself and, and, and some, as somebody who's, you know, is on the uh, executive committee for the PA, but also has been uh, in this social justice work for a few years now. Uh, I think everybody is, is happy. We see it around the country with sports leagues, with the messaging and the branding and cutting checks to grassroots organizations that are doing the work. All of that stuff is so necessary. Uh, but for me, I always look at potential. How does a, a company or organization like the NFL, how can they actually have change on the grass level? And we've seen, uh, even with Major League Baseball, moving their all-star game out of Atlanta because of those, uh, those new policies around uh, voting, uh, they have the, the political power to be able to, uh, you know, move things, and especially the NFL owners. And so that's really what I judge is how, based off of the power that you have in all of these specific markets, the cities and the states, how are you using, you know, the, the NFL shield or, or, or their connections to actually push for some of this policy on the ground? There's been examples of it, but I think when, when league ownership uh, and team ownership starts to really think in that way, the effect that we can have is exponential. Right now, we're just seeing what's happening off of the backs of the players uh, and some of the checks that, that these leagues have been writing. But when they decide to get into the fight with their real power and their full potential, I think we could actually see the real change that we're all um, fighting for. All right, that was Malcolm Jenkins talking about being at Tech. I, I find... So he's using that people of color, and we do not use. I don't. I don't use terms like that here. No, 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 nope. Mm -mm. So that's why. So that's really sickening to see how, how that all plays out. So when they, how about this people of color? That's where the mistake Malcolm Jenkins is actually doing. Because he, he wants to, they want to do stuff, but you guys still have contracts with the NFL. That makes it very, very suspicious, okay? So that's what should be worked on is bettering our expectations since to that together. And, that, and that's how much that can be actually done better. So now here's we got here we got one here another one here Tennessee and local black technology foundation partnered to increase tech, black tech representation. The Black Tech Foundation is a tech-focused community dedicated to increase representation and participation of black people in the technology tech industry. And Prenta, a national leader in delivering registered tech apprentice programs to place non-traditional hires into in-demand tech careers. Today announced a partnership aimed to increase black representation around the tech community. There are currently 3 million available tech jobs in America, but the nation's colleges produce only 80,000 computer science graduates each year. On top of that, too many employers only recruit from certain school 
over reliant on college graduates and generally don't seek recruits from broadest pool of available talent. This project practice has led to blacks and other groups being worldly underrepresented in technology roles. Both job seekers and companies need to expand their come to job placement and hiring. We already see a shift in IT job requirement away from a four-year and advanced degree in mathematics toward practitioner level skills, said Dennis Schwartz, executive director of the Blacks in Technology Foundation. The only real question is can the candidate do the work required? We see a, as a practical solution to the challenge of filling key IT roles. You to get it, blacks in technology. The enterprise will collaborate to expose more blacks to the tech sector, increase access to tech opportunities, and ultimately help blacks secure rewarding careers in technology. Over the last five years, that has worked to build reliable pipelines for underrepresented groups, bridging the tech gap, and giving diverse talent with non traditional backgrounds. The opportunity to apprentice at a tech and consumer company. Black people make up 15% of all apprentices, and more than 80% of these apprentices have been hired full time. While the lack of representation in the tech world is well documented, there's still plenty of work to do when it comes to building systems that offers equal opportunities in general. An apprentice, Black and technology is making real progress when it comes to diverse tech talent. And we're proud to offer a program that's bringing those efforts. I can read these articles, but it's not the problem of representation. I think it's the lack of ownership. Ownership of te black tech businesses and understanding the tech representation. I think that is what's really killing the tech industry and getting our message across. That's what we feel like we need to work on. Is understanding the tech representation and knowing the skills that it actually brings to the table. So, I think that it's important to have more representation by having black-owned tech businesses and tech training run by us so we know what kind of positions that can be made in the job. So what I am trying to get you to understand is we need to, we need to figure out a five-year plan and a 10-year plan and work on those particular goals because that's where it's going to drive the actual level of a bit of where we need to pursue. Because a lot of people don't want to bring that up in a, in, and have our own specific plan to it together. So I think working towards that pursuit is actually a good thing. So I want to see us be very, very strong about love about that and be professional on and bring those kind of things
So that's So think think about think about think about it, and that's where we need to support. So that's I think that's really what makes things possible to work in tech and see how it all shreds out. Okay, so let's let's take a look at more if if there's possibly more. Black tech news. Well, it's, well, it's not. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of black tech news out there. Let's see. Let's see. So that's shame. So I'm very, very, very ha happy that I cover some. I cover this these type of topics and keep going. So I want I want to say thank you very much for the show today. Hang on for the long discussion. We just did a quick news blitz of the week. And I will see you on Monday at my current event show, okay? So, stay tight. Tight in, alright? Good luck. Be wise for these black kids.